Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. You know, we've, uh, we've been getting a lot of phone calls from truckers. Lots of new trucker listeners. Yeah, it seems like they have their animals with them. They really do. I don't know how many, and one out of every two, one out of three. We welcome our trucker listeners. I'd give you a toot, big toot if I I was going to say, if you're out there, give <laughs> us a toot. Like Judy says, lots of you travel with your dogs. Food can be an issue. Cooking can be an issue. Stress can be an issue. If you're a trucker, give us a call at 1-866-405-8405. Tell us how you deal with these issues. It's sort of a golden girl show today. We have Rue McClanahan. She guests this hour. Also, Betty White next hour. And Tyson Kramer. He's the trainer to the stars. He joins us. And uh, should you stay with that crumb bum husband of yours for the pets uh, with a 50% divorce rate? You got to think about that. What's going to happen with the pets if you break up? Even if you're not married, maybe you've just been going out with someone for a long time. There's pets involved. We have an expert on today that has the answers. Let's go to the phones first. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Laura. Hi, who is this? Laura. I'm a truck driver. I'm driving through Montana at the moment. I was listening to your radio today. It's the first day, and I was hearing that truck driver talking about her dog being stubborn and not wanting, wanting to eat human food. And I wanted to call that because she said, Cooking in the truck isn't an option for her. I have to cook for both my dogs in my truck. You you have two dogs in your truck and you cook for them. Yes, I have to because the, um, I just got the one. She's um, a year old now, and when we put her up here in the truck with us, she was getting sick off the kibble. She would either throw it up or she'd have the runs. We were stopping all the time, uh-huh. and being truck drivers, we can't stop and <laughs> we weren't making any miles. So. The vet gave her some special dog food, and she was doing the same thing with it. Then our other dog started throwing the veterinarian dog food up. So I started looking up on the Internet. Well, we took them off the truck, and my friend looked it up on the Internet and found a sick dog recipe. So I, that encouraged me to go up and look up on the net, and I ordered a bunch of books. So I have a little toaster oven, and I have a microwave, and I cook their food. I cook enough for four days, and I cook their food in the truck. What do you cook for them? Wow. I cook hamburger, turkey, and chicken. I cook the hamburger that's really lean. Like it says in the book, I put barley in it or rice or um, whole grain rice and uh, vegetables. My The little one-year-old loves broccoli and peas and carrots. My um, border collie tends to pick out the vegetables. She does. She's not big on vegetables, but she'll <laughs> eat them if she has to. But I make meatloaf that they uh-huh. eat and they just adore them they don't have they don't throw up anymore they're, they don't shed as bad they don't have that breath they're matter of fact they got my five my four-year-old border collie has got more energy than i've ever seen her have now do you cook for yourself too yeah well i'm a vegetarian so yeah i cook for myself too <laughs> a vegetarian truck driver <laughs> yeah a vegetarian truck driver try eating in a restaurant it's real hard <laughs> wow you are uh you are rare <laughs> where, i've been doing it for seven years where are you driving right now Right now, I am in Montana. Montana, beautiful Montana. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's cold up here at the moment, but yeah, it's beautiful. I am originally from Idaho. Thanks for the tip there. So, you know, you can cook. You can make it happen if you're a truck driver. You need that microwave oven. And then what else do you have besides a microwave? A toaster? A toaster oven. A toaster oven. Okay, very yeah, good. I also buy roast. They cook up roast. And-
and put it, I make a little beef stew for them. You say you have two dogs. That's uh, pretty tight on space, I imagine. Yeah, my husband and I both are up here, and they're small, but the lab is a big husky, and she's as tall as a husky. She isn't going to get any bigger. She's as strong as a husky, too, and she's very mouthy. She's a one-year-old. And then my other one's a um, four-and-a-half-year-old border collie. Do they like life on the road? Um, yeah, they get a little tired of it. We stop in rest areas, and I turn them loose and let them run in big areas and stuff. The little one-year-old outpowers the older one, of course, and thinks her legs are chicken bones at times. <laughs> she tells her on down on the ground and wants to chew on her legs all the time for whatever reason. But um, the lab sleeps with me up against my back. She likes to sleep back-to-back with me. Ah, wow. bed hog, bed hog. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> the border collie sleeps with my husband at night. Yeah, I'm driving right now. I'm getting ready to get off work soon. And she sleeps with my husband up against the wall. <laughs> what, I can just picture this. What a beautiful little family it sounds like you have there. <laughs> yeah, I can send pictures. I've got all kinds of pictures. That's what I'd like. I'd like some of the truckers to send us some pictures. Yes, of I'd their like animals. to see. I'd like yes. to see this. Okay, uh, yeah, I'll send you some. I'll log on the net here in a little while, and it's animalradio.com. Animalradio.com, or you can email directly your voice at animalradio.com. And here's okay. what I have: we just got 60 cases of milk bones sent to us, and we'd like to unload some of it. So we'll send you some milk bones, okay? Okay, and can I make one more comment? Yes. I potty trade all my animals in the truck. Wow. And I didn't use cages, and um, I potty trade them in the truck through that. Also, so that they're potty trained at the house. It was a little bit harder with the little lab, but um, I is what I did was whenever we stop, if we st- I drive for about six hours at a shot, and so they're used to me stopping every six hours. So when we're at home, we make sure they're outside every five to six hours. My husband stops every four to five. You know, they like that routine. That's a good idea. Yeah, so if you get them in a routine from the truck, if you stick to it when you're at home, they tend to take to that routine, even at night. If you get them up, if, when you get up, it works, and it, they, I have no problem no more at home. Very good. Good tips, good ideas. We appreciate you calling today, and th- thank you very much for listening to Animal Radio. Brand new listener. Yeah, XM Radio. I just tuned in today. We'll see you around, okay? Okay, thanks. Drive safely. Thank you. Always. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, who's this? Hi, my name is John. I'm a over the road trucker. Also, my, we have a dog at home that that has panic attacks. We buy a product at the health food store called Rescue Remedy. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, and it, 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 you figure out how many pounds your dog weighs. We have a big Labrador, a, a chocolate lab, and we give him like four or give her like four drops of it, and it takes about thirty minutes to react. The dog just calms down, and that's all, all natural. natural er- it's all natural. It's herbs. There's nothing. It's all herbs. How do you administer it? Do you put it on the food or water, or no, drop it just, in their mouth? Uh, just open it up, put drops on her tongue. We just really? have her sit, and she just drops it on her tongue, and she licks her tongue, and it's all done. You notice a big difference? Oh, yeah. She's it, like in a lightning storm. Princess just freaks out. She'll just jump up and down. You know, she'll just spaz out. You put it on her, and she just lays over, and she'll lay down at your feet, just totally relax. It takes about 30 minutes. She's totally calm. Wow. Oh. I like that. And that's, uh, isn't that box rescue remedy? I'm not sure what it is. It's called rescue remedy. Yeah. I, like I said, my wife's been using it for years. She uses it on my daughter. She gives... You know, I'm all freaking out. She'll here, put some of this on your tongue. <laughs> and it works for you too, huh? <laughs> oh, it's made for it's made for you know, I don't know what's in it, but it's just calming. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Well, we appreciate that. We'll put a link to that uh, on the AnimalRadio.com website. Where are you driving right now? Are you driving? Uh, actually, I'm parked. I'm just getting ready to go back to work right now. I'm in uh, East St. Louis, Illinois. Drive carefully. Have a good day. And we appreciate your call. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. 
You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. The Animal Minute is brought to you by Urinoff, the number one vet-recommended urine odor and stain remover. To purchase, visit www.urinoff.com. Urinoff, finally, something that works. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. While tabloids are talking about George Clooney's new love, George recently opened up about his heartbreak over losing Max. Max was the 300-pound pig who shared his Hollywood home for over 18 years. Max died in 2006, but George says he still misses seeing him sitting on the carpet in the home they shared. Max was often featured in interviews with the handsome actor and was known for scaring delivery people. He was also the oldest pig his vet had ever seen. Asked if he'll ever get another pig, George said no, adding that Max covered all his pig needs. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. There's lots of reasons to need a urine odor and stain remover. Your dog's afraid of thunderstorms. Cat hates being alone. You've moved into a new house. But there's only one reason to buy Urinoff, because it actually works. Urinoff's high-performance formula gets to the source of the problem and removes it permanently, even cat urine. Many odor removers claim to work, but thousands of loyal Urinoff customers, even vets, swear by it. If urine odor is a problem in your home, reach for Urinoff, the odor remover that actually works. Available exclusively at www.urinoff.com or your local vet. Did you know that dogs can get worm infections just by eating grass and that those same parasites can also infect humans? Protect your dog and your family by deworming your dog twice a year with Safeguard Canine Dewormer. For more information, visit www.safe-guard.com. That's S-A-F-E-G-U-A-R-D.com. Global Pet Finder is the world's first GPS location device for pets. Simply attach Global Pet Finder to your pet's collar and you can monitor your dog's location 20 Use our geofence feature or simply dial found from your wireless device. And every three minutes, Global Pet Finder will send you a message with your pet's exact location. For more information, visit us at www.globalpetfinder.com and find peace of mind today. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard Canine Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. Hi, I'm Victoria Jackson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Remember, the advice you hear on today's show is for entertainment purposes only. Please be sure to consult your own vet regarding your pet. American pet owners, listen up. If your dog takes you for a walk, bark nonstop, Dick in your backyard or shows any bad behavior, unwanted behavior you would like to correct, you should be calling me right now. This is the Vladi and Animal Radio. Please call us 1-866-405-8405. We are going to fix one problem at a time here exclusively at the Animal Radio. 
celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. There's nothing that my dog loves more than going out and eating grass. I don't know what it is. I know that he's not alone. Mm-mm. You we see get, a lot of dogs doing it. I, we see a lot of dogs doing it. We get calls all the time about it, but I think it could be dangerous. That's What's what I'm hearing. In the grass? What's in the grass that they're licking, that they're eating? For that, we get Dr. Bramalosh, no stranger to Animal Radio, back on the air. How are you doing, doctor? Yeah, I'm doing just fine. Good to be back here. Is the grass dangerous? The grass itself is not dangerous, but what is dangerous is the parasites that live on the edge of that grass. Mm. These parasites tend to crawl up on there, especially in high-contaminated areas or, or really high-dog areas, such as dog parks or parks or places where dogs jog. So that's what, that's what your danger is, not the grass itself. So if we're taking the dogs to the dog park, they're at risk. They're at high risk. Yeah, they're actually at a higher risk than the one that rides in the purse all day long. So mm. you're exactly right. That's a high risk. But I don't recommend you not take them there. We just have to have a game plan to try to prevent these parasites from becoming a problem. Mm. So nip it in the bud. Prevention. Prevention. Prevention's much better than treatment. It's it's good for humans. It's, it's also good for your dog. And, and your dog does a lot for us. We just need to do a few things for, for them to keep them healthy. What kind of preventions are available? Well, there's there's a lot of preventions available. One is uh, the heartworm medication that they're on once a month does help prevent these parasites, but is not the whole answer. Okay. There's also really good combination parasite um, preventions, such as deworming twice a year with Safeguard dewormer. Um, you, know, you need something that has a broad spectrum and will get all the common parasites that these guys are picking up before they ever become a problem and you can see signs on your dog that he has a problem. Now, Safeguard, is that uh, something you put in their food? How does that work? Yeah, Safeguard's actually a powder that you put in their food. It comes in three small packets, and you just give them once a day for three days. Most of this just travels right through the intestinal tract, and the whole idea is that you eliminate all the parasites before you run out of the wormer or the, the mm. worming Safeguard. So you put the Safeguard in three days in a row so we get everybody in that intestinal tract. Can humans get infected with this worm? Yeah, they sure can, and there's such things as visceral, larval, migraine, or even retinal damage can happen from these parasites. And that's the other reason that I'm really big on strategically deworming these dogs twice a year. We know they're going to pick them up. Dogs' hygiene is not the same as yours or mine. Everything goes in the mouth or they lick everything. So they pick them up, and then they shed them in our environment at home. If we can keep those parasites at low levels at home, then our children are at less risk of picking them. Um, so, yes, some of these parasites will actually hatch out in high-parasite-contaminated areas and can get in through the skin and can migrate under the skin. Is there a time of year when there is a higher incident of these worms? Well, in warm, in warm climates, it's year-round. So if you live in Florida or in the southern United States, it's year-round. But mm. in the northern, colder climates, they are at much higher incidence in the summer. These parasites are very stable. They've been around since dinosaurs. You're not going to get rid of them. They're good at surviving. But these parasites can be frozen for years and still hatch out and, and cause problems. So wow. the cold doesn't damage them. They're just less active in the cold weather. What happens if you don't treat? If you don't treat, your dog will eventually have problems. He'll lose weight. He'll get unthrifty. Sometimes they have loose stools. 
you know, these parasites eat calories and they eat the best nutrition. So I do not want to feed parasites. I want to feed my dog. And it's been estimated that about 11% more calories need to be eaten for a dog that's carrying parasites as one who's not. And uh, some of these tiny dogs just can't eat 11% more food. So they lose weight. They look unthrifty. Their hair coat's rough. They just don't do well. Okay, so if I use these preventatives, I can uh, go ahead and let Max chew on the grass. Well, yes, you can't stop him from chewing on the grass. It's one of the great joys of being a dog is to pick things up and have you throw them and go eat the grass. So it's just fine to chew on the grass. But what isn't fine is to not do a strategic deworming of Max twice a year to make sure those parasites that he is going to pick up never become a problem. Okay, we're going to put links to uh, the preventatives that Dr. Brahma Lodge mentioned at AnimalRadio.com. Doc, thanks for joining us today. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. one 405 It's Animal Radio. Hal, Judy, Dr. Debbie White answering your veterinary questions in just a couple of minutes. And the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vlade. Of course, this is his new radio home. People call us up all the time. Where does this guy come from? Is he for real? Or is he just in Southern California there? Regular old white guy putting on a Russian accent. <laughs> That's your shtick. That's his shtick. Southern Michigan. Southern Michigan. Actually, you're in uh, Michigan. This is our live link to Michigan with Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Vlade, where do you come from? I came from the Soviet Union. From Russia with love. In Russia, I have a kind of very interesting biography. My grandfather was the famous Russian biologist who was conducting Pavlov type of the research, behavioral research with the farm animals. So as a child, I was communicating with those little turkeys, little um, dachshunds, little uh, uh, coyotes, wolves, and so on. So after that, I did a lot of sport. I was national champion in Russian Schutzen, which is super, super, I would say, um, super ball of the dog training. I would put this way in American terms, which I won once. I trained dog for Red Army on the Russia-China border, um, where I met the world famous, I would say, um, mentor, canine mentor, Mute and death dog trainer who taught me how to communicate with these pets without saying. Uh, that's a spectacular method, yeah. which I successfully used after by working for the Soviet intelligence service, KGB, to train the dogs as the spy dogs. Um, and I will not go farther than that. Your mentor was mute and deaf. Yes. How did he know the dog deaf. was doing what he wanted the dog to do? He was uh, communicating to us through the noises, uh, some type of, the, if I can mention it, uh, if I can say it as the noises, but mostly showing, uh, he, he said, not he said, he expressed us, so he feels that internal energy and he use, used his energy and used acupuncture points on the dog's body as he used his hands as the canine jaw and fingers as the teeth to man- manipulate the dogs in the different positions by using the body language. It's a very spectacular method. I also created 
of the first and ever dog training system, um, which is the only one uh, ever uh, United States patent patent. And uh, your listeners can acquire it from my website. Uh, your listeners can too. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Linda in California. Hi, Linda. How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? Very good, Linda. You're on with Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. Hi, Vlade. Hi, Linda. How are you? Good, good, Linda. What is the weather right now in California? My wife is there right now, as a matter of fact, and I am here in Dismal, Michigan. Very, very windy. Windy. Okay. What part of California you are? Pardon me, uh, Santa Maria. Oh, okay. So, what's the problem you have, Linda? I have the problem. I have two little sheep zoos, and um, they're very competitive. And stealing each other's—if one has a bone, they might have identical bones. They want each other's stuff. Um, they're gotten to where they're guarding now. I mean, they're mm-hmm. not mean, but I, I don't mm-hmm. understand the competition. Yes, you know. Uh, do you have a kid? No. Yeah, that you—you would—you—you you would know. I had two. I have to, but now they're not the kids anymore. So it's a very typical, you know, you give to your dog something and you give to another dog something, but the first, the only one, the only thing the first one said something which you gave to another one. And that's what's happening. So uh, if you ask me how to stop this type of their uh, confrontation and competition, I will tell you this, the only way you can do it by becoming yourself undisputable uh, alpha for both of them. It can be achieved just as the result of the solid obedience training. Uh, obedience training fulfill two, um, uh, basically fulfill two things. Number one, it is establishing yourself as the leader. So when you word, when you say something to your dog, they have a more meaning to your dog. And number two, you know, you, it makes your dogs be tired, and the tired dog is the good dog. So that's what would I do. I would basically allow one dog to play with something, and I would working with another dog. After that, I would do it vice versa. And after that, I would be focusing more on the control exercise, like sit-stay or down-stay, where you're teaching the dog to do something in the time when they would rather do something else. Now, if after that they would like to get some some type of the competition of the certain things. You can correct them with the great product. You can get it from the bicycle store. It calls CO2 compressed air inflator. So push the button, make the noise. The dog will fly away from uh, being competitive with another one. And that's it. Okay, great. We got one of these in the studios here. These oh my gosh. <laughs> these CO2 compressors. Works if the real well. is not flew away. <laughs> she's, she's using it on me, actually. Yeah. Okay. It's a great, away. it's a very humane, it's a very humane device. And um, as a matter of fact, we're creating really professional alternative to that uh, by name Pet Convincer. It will be soon available for the public. But as for the time being, this is the great product. You don't need to have any additional skills. You can use it just like that. But remember, don't focus on aspirin. That device is aspirin. By correction, you can stop it temporarily, but something else is going to happen. Mm. Address the cost, Linda. 
work on obedience training. Obedience training is the best thing ever you can do with your pets. Check my website, 911dogwizard.com. Check the DVD, Obedience for Life. At least DVD number one would really, really help you to stop this problem. We're going to send Linda both number one and number two, if that's okay wow, with you, Vlade. Wow, it's a great gift. Okay. It's a what, great gift. And you can get Vlade's CDs and DVDs, of course, at his website. What is that? 911dogwizard.com. 911dogwizard.com or controlyourpets.com. Controlyourpets.com. And we'll link to it from animalradio.com. 1-866-405-8405. This is an Animal Radio News Update, made possible by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Driving with a dog on your lap may get you fined in the Golden State. This week, the California State Assembly passed a bill restricting pets from sitting on the laps of drivers by a vote of 44 to 11. Assemblyman Bill Mays, who introduced that bill, said it wasn't inspired by the paparazzi photos of starlets driving with dogs. Instead, Mays said he thought of the bill after seeing a woman attempting to drive with three dogs on her lap. Mays says that's an obvious distraction that puts not only other motorists at risk, but also the lives of the pets. The bill now heads the California State Senate where, if passed, violators caught could face a $35 fine. In 2007, the apparent contamination of pet food imported from China prompted the largest recall in history. This week, lawyers will be in court for a hearing on the settlement of a series of lawsuits over pet deaths attributed to that contamination. Menu Foods announced a tentative settlement last month with the details disclosed by May 1st, but now the lawyers say they need more time to finish the document and have asked for a May 14th hearing in U.S. District Court. Menu Foods produced products that apparently contained contaminated wheat gluten imported from China that was linked last year to the deaths of several otherwise healthy pets. A study published in the latest issue of the academic journal Humanity and Society reveals many women trapped in abusive relationships remain in dangerous situations for the love of a pet. Findings show the relationships between abuse victims and their companion animals provide much-needed emotional support. But since most shelters don't allow animals, women will remain in abusive relationships for fear no one will care for their pets. The author of this study hopes her work will lead to more shelters opening their doors not only to victims of abuse, but to their furry companions as well. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news on AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by the Simple Solution Natural line of 100% biodegradable pet care products. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. Does that pesky pet stain keep reappearing after you've cleaned it with a household cleaner? Try Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. Simple Solution is formulated specifically for pet stain and odors. The unique enzyme and probacteria formula breaks down the glue-like proteins in pet urine, then absorb all the leftover particles, leaving your carpet completely free of harmful residue. So no more magical reappearing acts or pets returning to the area. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. 
While best known for her roles alongside B. Arthur on the television sitcoms Maude and the Golden Girls, a lifelong animal rights advocate, one of the first celebrity supporters of PETA, ladies and gentlemen, Rue McClanahan is joining us. Hi, Rue. How do you do, folks? How are you? Where are you broadcasting from? Well, today we're in Kanab, Utah, near Best Friends Animal Sanctuary. Oh, yes, yes. A place I've never visited but have always supported in, or as long as I've known about it. And absolutely, I'm so proud of. Oh, they're doing some wonderful work. Uh, now God, if only everyone could be that successful. <laughs> yes. Well, well, you've got to come and visit. Yes, it's a beautiful part of the country. Plus, uh, of course, what they're doing there is not only there in Kanab, but all across the world. Uh, they just did an airlift from Lebanon, is that correct? From Beirut. Are you kidding? Yes. yes. 300, 300 animals from Beirut. Are you kidding me? To where? To best friends. To Utah. Yes. Yes. 300? Yes. Yes, cats and dogs. Pretty amazing, huh? I didn't know they were that well-known. Yeah. Oh, they, they have a network all over the United States. Well, God, maybe I can do a book signing in Kanab. I have to have some excuse to get out. Oh, of we can find an excuse. So what book do you have? Tell me. I didn't know about this. And it's called, are you ready? Yes, I am. My First Five Husbands and the Ones Who Got Away. <laughs> My first five husbands and the ones that got away. Now, have you really been married five times? No, I've been married six. Wow. <laughs> and uh, I bet there were a lot of animals in there somewhere. Oh, I mean, baby. And also pictures of them. Inside the book? Oh, yeah. I have I have all my dogs on one page. and all my, Not all, but I have some. I mean, I've had too many dogs. They'd fill the book. <laughs> and cats. But I have uh, the most important cats and the most important dogs. Well, now, who do you share your life with now? Any dogs or cats? We have Bianca, who is 16. Wow. She's a cat, and she's a white mixed Siamese. And so being of Siamese ancestry, we expect her to live at least to 21. Yes, they do, don't they? And she's very youthful at 16. And so I had her eight years before I met Mr. Wilson, mm-hmm. Morrow Wilson, mm-hmm. and uh, he came out there. I was packing up my house to pack up because I was moving to New York, uh-huh. and he came with me, and Bianca said to him, hello there, good-looking. <laughs> How would you like to take me back to New York? And you know what? She was the only cat that was left. I was living in coyote country at the time, uh-huh. and uh, somehow they managed to get out of their I had a big cattery outside Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, rainproof and all that Mm -hmm. and lots of places for them to climb and sleep. And they managed, and I had a little tunnel that I built out of chicken wire going to a little circle out in the sun, Uh which was my little garden, Uh a little, um, and it had a oh seven-foot fence around it. One by one, they managed to get out and get it. Oh, no. Mm. We have a little Houdini that gets out of our cattery every once in a while. Oh, there's one in every litter. Yes. (laughs) I didn't keep Bianca out there. I kept her in the house. Ah. And I had a cat door. She went in and out, but she went straight up to the roof, and she stayed there all day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She was very canny. She did not wander out of the yard. Uh Uh-huh. One husband had a Scotty dog and no cats. Uh Uh-huh. He wasn't that fond of cats. And uh, let's see, the first two, I didn't have a dog with the first husband, but we were very poor at the time and living in a one-room apartment. Mm -hmm. And uh, then I got dogs and cats in the second and the third and the fourth (laughs) and the fifth. And by the time I was 
Divorced from the fifth husband, I had six dogs and eight cats. Wow. We're with Rue McClanahan. You know, Rue, when I was a kid, there was a there was a particular cat that changed my life, the first animal in my life. It was Thatcher, a Siamese cat, ironically. Was there an animal in your life, the, maybe the first one that you connected with? Darling, the first one that I knew was born before I was, and she was a... Her name was Cherry, uh-huh. and she was a German Shepherd, and she belonged to my pater- maternal grandparents. Uh-huh. And they had also they lived with the uh, barn and animals, and and Cherry was always outside, and a wonderful dog. She lived to be thirteen, I remember, uh-huh. and a German Shepherd. You know, oh, she was gentle and wonderful. And then there were there were barn cats that wandered around, but they didn't keep a cat in the house. But Cherry was my first. One, and then we got a dog, and we named her Cherry. She was just a little brown, mm-hmm. you know, when I was eight. And then when I was 11, we got Skipper, who was half um, Chihuahua and half Terrier. <laughs> and he was an interesting, very smart dog, and he lived to be, well, he lived all through my grade school years, all through my junior high and high school years, and one of my college years. And when I came to New York to seek my fortune while I was in New York, uh, he died. Mm. But he was a very important dog to me uh-huh. way back when. Are you a cat person or a dog person? You have a cat now and had dogs then? I'm equally... No, I had dogs and cats all up until now. Now I just have this one cat. We live in a New York apartment. Uh-huh. And um, my husband is very, very fond of cats. And, and he doesn't believe that dogs should live in a New York apartment. It's He's kind of tough. Right. Yeah, it's kind of tough. It's small... Place they they need a bigger yard. place to live yeah but I get to see well I have a little yard forty feet by twenty five it's it's considered a huge backyard in New York <laughs> sure and uh, it's it's more like a big garden and um, she Bianca of course loves to go out there and mouse she catches mice uh-huh. boy is she a hunter I bet <laughs> still at sixteen huh oh. Absolutely. You'd never know she was 16 if I didn't tell you. No. Those Siamese cats, they, uh, as I remember, Thatcher uh, was always talking and had kind of a baby cry. It sounded like a a human baby. Well, she talks a lot, but not in the same strident voice that a a full-blood Siamese talks in. Uh Bianca has a much softer voice, except when she catches a mouse, and then she has like a loud system. (laughs) She blares out, come see what I've got, come see what I've got. And you know that call is, Uh, I caught a mouse. You're going to find something on your doorstep. No, in the house. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Well, before we go, I know your time is very valuable. Do you have any any words for our animal lover listeners? Well, not for the animal lover listeners. I have some for the ones that haven't become saviors yet. Okay. Get in there and help. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> so very, very, very important. Oh, I tell you, and spay and neuter. That's the that's the password. Spay and neuter. That's the only way we will get rid of the daily killings that go on by the thousands upon thousands in this Millions. Country. Yes, so well, many. And if you're looking for a particular animal, you go to a shelter and save a life. You yes, can. you don't buy any. No. Yeah. I've never bought an animal in my life. Nope, that only encouraged them to produce more. My first five husbands and the ones that got away, the book from Rue McClanahan. (laughs) Rue's joining us. Thank you so much for being on Animal Radio with us today. Well, I love doing it, and I love you for having it. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. 
Log on. Learn more. Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit RedCross.org or PetCentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hey, it's Vinny Penn coming at you again on Animal Radio, your party animal. Wanted to talk to you about something that uh, has been bothering me lately. I've been thinking about lately. Uh, a friend of mine who's got a five-year-old just uh, got him uh, a bowl with two goldfish in them. Made me think about the goldfish I had when I was a kid. Cheech and Chong were their names. I had two. And... Uh, he was saying the whole thing about, ah, you know, when the time comes, because they don't last very long, we'll do the old ceremony by the toilet and flush it down the toilet. I got to tell you, who's the sick bastard that came up with that ritual? How come you can't put the goldfish in a jewelry box and bury it in the backyard with the ceremony the same way you would a hamster or anything else? Why does the goldfish get the un ceremonious flush down the toilet. It, am I wrong to say that that's almost che- teaching children disrespect? It's teaching them frivolousness. How can you how can you shout at your five-year-old not to put things in the toilet, not to flush their toys down the toilet, but then you're going to carry over Henry, their beloved goldfish, dump it in the bowl and say, anybody want to say goodbye to Henry? Anybody have some parting words for Henry? I think the flushing of the goldfish down the toilet not only is something that needs to be stopped, but we need to find out who the nut job is who came up with that in the first place and and ask him why he was such a hater. Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. And welcome back. It's Animal Radio with Hal and Judy. No animals have been harmed in the making of this show. Some slightly annoyed. I'll admit that. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? Morning, this is PJ. Hey, PJ. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. It's a great day here today. It's a great... You know, I'll tell you all across the country today, great weather. Where are you calling from? Minnesota. Minnesota? Yes, sir. You don't hear about good weather too much in Minnesota. No. Finally <laughs> finally spring there, huh? That's finally, hopefully, and that's what our fingers cross. Well, PJ, <laughs> what can I do for you today? Um, well, my my dog, well, it's actually my son, he's had diarrhea probably the last uh, four or five days. Um, and, and 
what happens is he's he's not going to the bathroom per se when we take him for the walk. Uh-huh. It ends up showing up when we get home after leaving him. So we're, we're having a hard time trying to figure out why. Also, we've only changed his food just by like having uh, these little snacks that have vitamins in it. When, when did you introduce those snacks? Um. Well, see, with my son feeding him too, it's kind of hard. Um, I noticed the box was open probably a, a week or so ago, a week and a half, and then there's some teeth cleaning snacks as well. Mm, how many of those snacks and treats is he getting? Oh boy. Yeah. Um, drinking any more water? You notice him drinking any more water? Uh, not extra when I see him. My son and I, we come like almost split shifts, you know, into the household. <laughs> uh-huh. So, so no, it's real difficult. Yeah, yeah so you I, the other one doesn't know what the other one's doing. Well, that's the first thing you need to do is you need to powwow with your son and find out when these treats were introduced, how many they're getting. Because they're treats. They're not supposed to, you know, moderation. Supposed to do it in moderation. Right. Also, keep an eye on how much he's drinking and make sure there's nothing else going on. And if this continues any more than, what, uh, Judy, another four or five days? I, wouldn't even, I would give it about another day or two. If it doesn't, remove the treats, stop the treats, give it about two days. If it's not cleared up, I definitely get him back into the vets. Yeah, really. But it's probably the treats. Okay, that's probably what it is. Okay, and uh, and I figured it couldn't be worms because you know we had the shots, right? Because that's would that be one of the symptoms? Well, there's a lot of different worms that they can get if he's out at dog parks, if he's around other animals. That's always a possibility. You know, okay. diarrhea is the symptom of a lot of different things, but it sounds like in this case, if you just introduced a brand new treat to the dog okay. and he's starting to, it, it correlates sort of with the diarrhea, but keep a close eye on it. And of course, you don't want him to get dehydrated when they have diarrhea. They they lose a lot of fluids in their body, so they need to be drinking that water. You're right. Now, his skin seems to be a little flaky, so yeah. maybe that was a byproduct. Who knows? I hate to ask you. What kind of treats are these? Do you uh, know? Uh, by name? Yes. Oh, they are. Uh, <laughs> actually, I'm running now to get the bag. Okay. PJ is going to go get some treats that may be symptomatic to uh, his dog's diarrhea. What's your dog's name? Uh, Chief. Chief. And it's uh, Vita, or one is organic treats. These are ones that have some vitamins in it, multivitamin fortified, and then uh, uh, Denta treats by Dingo. They, they, both of those seem to be very good treats as far as we know. Your so, dog just may not be able to tolerate. Wait them, pull the treats, and just see if it clears up. And, of okay. course, if you're giving 10, 15 treats a day, you don't know what your son's doing, that's, <laughs> that could cause a problem, too. PJ, let me know if that works for you, okay? I will. I appreciate that. Thanks. Hold on for one second. one right. 405 Celebrating our connection with our pets. <laughs> From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. I would never wear a thong. Oh, sorry about that. Welcome back to Animal Radio 1 866 405 8405. The Spring Pest Special brought to you by Safeguard, a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent major intestinal worms that infect dogs. For more information, visit them at Safe guard.com. Thanks, guys. Tyson Kilmer on the way. He's the trainer to the stars. Now, he'll be telling us about stars. A lot of a lot of trainers, they come on and they say, I'm the trainer to the stars, but they never end up talking about the stars. But Judy has guaranteed me that he will be talking about the stars, right? Yes. Okay, we'll talk to him in just one second. Also, next hour, 
there's a 50% divorce rate. I'm not going to change that next hour, but I'm going to let you look out for something very serious. One out of three households have pets. What happens when you get a divorce? Who gets the pets? Who has the pet's best interest in mind? We have an expert on the way. She'll tell us about that also, Betty White. And we have Tyson Kilmer waiting online, too. Let's not keep him waiting any longer. Hello, how are you? Very well, Tyson Kilmer joining us. Trainer to the stars, obviously from Los Angeles, is that correct? That's right. That's uh, that's where you call home. And, of course, uh, your training techniques extend to uh, the likes of Rob Lowe. Uh, yes. Cheryl Crow. Yes. And uh, who else? All sorts of other people. You know, I, I work from, you know, Mike Tyson, Joni Mitchell, to, you know, all sorts of people. Well, Aaron what? Carter, what? all sorts of people. Why are they calling on you? Obviously, you got it down, huh? Well, the bottom line is I, I think the reason why a lot of the celebrities call on me is because they they tend to have more liability than the average folk. So, you know, they get these, these large breed aggressive dogs, and then they start to realize as the dogs grow up that, uh, you know, there, there, there could potentially be some, some risk and some problems. So, you know, once they start to see these animals acting aggressively, they, they start looking for the person to help put them back in control. Is there one particular breed that you see more than others? Um, I see a, a whole lot of pit bulls coming in. Um, basically, you know, I think a pit bull is a, a very popular dog for, for young males. But um, for the most part, you know, most of these guys that get these dogs end up having some sort of behavioral problem. So a lot of pit bulls come in. I get a lot of chihuahuas with the celebrities, <laughs> a lot uh-huh. of Maltese. You know, a lot of really mean chihuahuas and mean Maltese's. <laughs> Man, the little mean chihuahuas. We are with Tyson Kilmer, trainer, dog trainer to the stars. Tyson, uh, what are some of the strange requests that you've got from celebrities? Oh, I get all sorts of strange ones. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of a lot of times, uh, you know, the, the celebrities have a a a very hectic, very kind of. Um, you know, different types of lifestyles than, than what we live. So I, I often get requests to, you know, jump on a plane and fly to these guys to to train their animals to get on a plane so that they can fly or to train these guys, you know, you know, not to go to the bathroom on a tour bus or, you know, you name it. I've even had uh, requests from, you know, uh, guys like Mike Tyson to, to teach their dog how to lead them into the ring before fights. Oh, you name gosh. it. <laughs> Right with Mike Tyson's dog, I actually we we did about a month's worth of training, and I trained the dog to do two unique functions. One of them um, is that I, I built a rolling dog cage for him to pull behind his Harley and train the dog to, to actually ride with him. Hmm. And then another thing that I did for him is I trained his dog to go into the boxing gym with him and work out. So when he's on the treadmill, his dog will be on the treadmill, and in between rounds when he's sparring, his dog will run into the ring and love him up. And then as soon as the bell would ring, the dog would run out of the out of the ring and go, you know, lay in a bed. What kind of dog? So, yeah, a, a French Mastiff. Oh, big dog. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Sure, sure. So you know, we get all sorts of cookie requests, but you know, to me, that that's the most interesting stuff for me. I, I I actually love that. I'm all about you know training these guys how to be how to be included in our lifestyles, regardless of what the lifestyle is. So for me, that's very interesting work. Mm-hmm. Sure. Have you ever turned down any requests from celebrities? Things you wouldn't do for them? All the time. <laughs> really? Like what? Um, I turn down people all the time. People come to me. Um, to train animals, like any any celebrity that that has a uh, 
assistant call me will not get a refer return phone call. Sure, because you, you need to spend time with the celeb too, right? Period. If, if yeah. they're not willing to grow, this is about parenting, and if the celebrity's not willing to grow and put the work in, then I will not attach my name to their animal. Okay, sure, that makes very good sense. We're with Tyson Kilmer uh, joining us on Animal Radio. He's a dog trainer to the stars. What's uh, one celebrity story that you remember, your best or the most fun that you've had with one celebrity and their dog? I'll, I'll tell you one of the funniest stories that, that myself and my 18-year-old son kind of laugh about all the time. It's sure. not to laugh at a celebrity, but it's kind of a funny story. Okay. <laughs> um, I was hired to, to work with Rob Lowe um, about five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I got a phone call one day and, and from his wife, and, you know, she, she said, Hey, you know, Tyson, you're, we hear great things about you. We hear that you're the guy that can solve our problems, and, you know, you're just absolutely, you know, you, 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 we, your name has come up a hundred times, and we really want to meet you, and we really want to hire you, so come on out. So I got in my truck and drove out to, uh, to um, uh, Montecito. Uh -huh. to meet with them, and I sat down with, with, with Rob and his wife, and we were in his office, and we were talking. They had a, a couple of Mastiffs. They had a, they had four or five dogs. They had a, a Jack Russell, a bunch of out-of-control barking dogs, <laughs> and they were on, I think, six, seven acres of property. And they had a full staff in their house, and all of the staff had access to the gate code so they could open the gates and all that. Mm -hmm. So I came in and I kind of looked around the property and checked it out, and I thought, okay, well, we have to get control of these gates. We have to get control of this and that. So I sat down with them in their office, and, and, and both Rob and Cheryl were like, you know what, we're so gung-ho about this, we're ready to start right now. And so I said, okay, great, this is perfect, let's get started. So I said, I'll meet you outside. And then they both looked at me, and they're like, oh, um, we're not actually going to do any of the work, but uh, <laughs> um, our staff is waiting for you in the driveway. So when I got outside, none of the staff spoke any English at all. <laughs> and I was standing there with a 150-pound uh 250-pound mastiffs and, and, and a Jack Russell Terrier that was biting people and trying to teach these guys these commands, it, which was absolutely impossible. And this, by the way, has helped to mold my, uh, how should I say, my, my, my new set of rules when it comes uh -huh. to dealing with celebrities. <laughs> I bet it did. Set a baseline for you. Is there, exactly. is there a website? Yes, TysonKilmer.com. TysonKilmer.com and, of course, URLs to everything you've heard on today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Tyson, thanks for hanging with us today. Not a problem. Thank you guys so much. Have a great day. That's all we have time for this hour. Remember, we are streaming online 24-7 at AnimalRadio.com. You could also get us on your cell phone. Simply text ANIMAL to 27627. We'll see you next week right here for more Animal Radio. And remember to spay and neuter, always adopt, and never decline. This is Animal Radio Network. And welcome back to Animal Radio. Tal and Judy, 1-866-405-8405. You don't have to go very far to find a pet. Most families have pets. At least one in every three. At least you knock on the doors there. But we know the divorce statistics, they're about... One in two? <laughs> yeah, 50%. So what does that mean for the animals? Nearly 75 million dogs are part of U.S. households. That's roughly 40% of those households have two or more dogs. Uh huh. And by law, in most states... Pets are considered property. 
They're yeah. not. Uh, they're not like humans, like family yeah, members. Yeah, I, I still find that hard to believe. Like a piece of furniture. Just a couch. Yeah. So when things don't work out, when love between couples goes bad, and it does, what happens to Fido? And we brought in somebody who's actually addressed this subject. I'm glad someone's finally addressed this subject. Jennifer Keen is joining us. She's written a book called We Can't Stay Together for the Dogs. Have you ever <laughs> said that to yourself? We can't stay together for the dogs? Hi, Jennifer. Hi. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. Great book. Personal uh, reasons for writing the book, I assume? Exactly. That's what That was what got it start, started. Um, my husband and I divorced and had two dogs. And, you know, there weren't any resources out there as far as how, how can we make this work for us and how can we make this work for the dog. And as I was trying to figure it out, I realized that lots of other people were asking those same questions, too. How long were you married? Uh, we were married for about four years. Good time to get an attachment to the animals. How long were the animals in that relationship? Uh, one was was for the whole time, and the other one was just a little bit less than that. Was there any point in your time with your husband that you said, this isn't working out, but I am staying together for the pets? You know, I think that that when, you know, there's, there's issues with the relationship and you do have the pets as family members, you know, you kind of... You kind of don't want to risk giving up the pet, and I think that's where that kind of the title, We Can't Stay Together for the Dogs, comes from, because you worry, am I going to lose my pet? And, you know, but it's definitely, it's not something that I would recommend, um, staying together for the dogs. Sure, (laughs) sure. So what should we take in mind if we're breaking up and we have had a family member, what seems like a family member to us, but in the court system is property? What, What do we do? Well, number one, um, you know, you want to do everything you can to make sure that the, that the, you know, any dispute between the do- about the dog does not go to court. Because, as you mentioned um, at, at the top of the show, they, the court sees pets as property. So mm. they're, they're not taking the dog's well-being into account and, and what might be best for them. So that's what the pet parents need to work on together. So few people take that into account. They think uh, that it's all about them, and they don't realize that the pet goes through behavioral problems or could go through stressful behavioral problems because of this. Exactly, exactly. Okay, so you try to work it out before it ever gets to court with your spouse. What if they're one of those spouses that wants to run with the dog? That one's um, obviously a more challenging situation. Um, You know, um, you want to make sure that you're trying to communicate with them. And if that's not working, you may need to bring in a professional like a mediator or go to a lawyer that's experienced with some dog matters. It's becoming a little bit more common, so I think that, that people have more of a chance to find a lawyer that that would have experience in in working with these types of cases. And if one of the people in the situation isn't willing to give up the animal full time, you can always work out visitation rights. Exactly, and that that ends up working out better than you might think it would because people both get to have their dog in their life, and I think in a lot of ways the dog can really benefit because they have they still have two pet parents, and you know maybe. If one is taking care of the dog while the other one's on vacation, then the dog never even has to go to a kennel. An extended family. Now, (laughs) not in your situation, but in some situations there are kids involved. What do you do with that? And when I say kids, I mean the human kind. The human children, okay. (laughs) You know, uh, some people feel that the the dog should stay with the children, so the, the dog will just kind of mirror the the custody arrangement of the children um, and that might work in some situations and in other situations it might make sense if if the dog is if the children are living full time with one parent 
then the other parent might might want to have the companionship of the dog. Sounds like they actually get an extended family, the dogs and the and the kids. But let me let me ask you this question: You have two dogs, and then you have visitation rights with the third dog. So this is from your marriage. Exactly, we had two dogs at the time, and we ended up deciding to split the pack. So I have Moxie living with me full-time, and Sixie lives with him full-time. And then since our breakup, I have gotten a, a second dog of my own who's, who's just mine. Uh-huh. How is that working out for the dogs? Do they like that? You know, they are very happy and very healthy. The dogs weren't bonded to each other very strongly. They were more strongly bonded to each of us. And so that, that was what helped us really know that that decision was the right thing. Yeah, if you have two dogs that are bonded together, separating them might be very traumatic. Exactly. Okay, so we got to work all these things out. Hope, hopefully you're not fighting with your soon-to-be ex, and uh, <laughs> things will work out amicably. If it does end up in courts, how do they usually decide these things? Again, it's still so kind of new um, that there's not, you know, not kind of a set thing. But, you know, definitely if you have documentation of who paid for the dogs, of who's been paying for veterinary bills, and then, like, other types of things. Like, if if one person has taken several training classes, that might, you know, that might go towards showing that that person is more involved with the dog. So those types of things can kind of be your, your backup in that situation. Do they ever bring the dog into court and the persons, they separate on each side of the courtroom and they call the dog and see who the dog comes to? <laughs> you know, I think that's the kind of thing that only really works on television. <laughs> okay, one 405 8405 If you're thinking of getting rid of that lousy guy you call your husband, but you've been sticking around because of the dogs, call me right now. I'm going to give you one of these books, We Can't Stay Together for the Dogs. Uh, doing what's best for your dog when your relationship breaks up. The author, Jennifer Keene, is joining us. I have 10 copies for you. The book is on the TFH label. We Can't Stay Together for the Dogs. Check it out. Jennifer, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. I wanted to say that we got a lot of email after last week's show. Oh, I bet. <laughs> we, you know where the lady mentioned that uh, the cat put the cat toys in the dog's water bowl? Oh, yeah. Yes. It seems like she's not the only one that has that kind of problem. Well, I knew she wasn't the only one because it happens to my cat, too. But you got yeah. emails, other people saying that? A lot of people say that their cats are doing that. They're putting them in the water bowls, and they didn't know why. They couldn't figure it out. Now, I had a cat that would take sausage. We'd have sausage every Sunday morning. would take a uh-huh. little piece of sausage. I thought she was eating it. Uh-huh. until I moved out of the place and I realized she had stashed the sausage behind the couch. Oh, no. And then, of course, Nike, the studio cat, he takes uh, uh, the ring tops to milk cartons uh-huh. and he puts them in water and stashes them. Nothing else, just the ring tops. Yes. It, it seems like they used to do that before they were domesticated, not put them in water, but they would put them in a safe place. So it seems like that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to hide them someplace where they feel they're going to be safe. Tell us about your quirky cat at one 405 8405 Also coming up, Vlade. American pet owners, listen up. If your dog takes you for a walk, bark nonstop, dig in your backyard, or shows any bad behavior, unwanted behavior you would like to correct, you should be calling me right now. This is the Vladi and Animal Radio. Please call us 1-866-405-8405. 
We are going to fix one problem at a time here exclusively at the Animal Radio. Can we start with my ADD? Hey, you want to keep a secret from your dog? It's the new fish sticks from Canine Caviar. They're good for your dog's teeth, gums, and also his achy joints. And fish sticks from Canine Caviar are 100% natural, completely digestible, and contain no chemical preservatives, additives, or fillers, and they're low in calories. But don't tell your dog that. All they care about is that they taste good. Get your dog fish sticks at CanineCaviar.com. That's www.CanineCaviar.com. Flavacin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavacin. Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flavacin um, probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we would, might be losing her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well. To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Buddy, don't do that. Don't worry. Lots of dogs eat grass. Didn't you hear? Dogs can get worm infections from eggs and larvae in the grass. Those parasites can even infect humans. I know. That's why I give my dog Safeguard Canine Dewormer twice a year. It's a safe and easy way to eliminate and prevent the major intestinal worms that infect dogs and to protect my family against infection. Where can I find out more? Just visit www.safeguard.com. That's S-A-F-E hyphen G-U-A-R-D dot com. It's Animal Radio with Hal and Judy celebrating our connection with our pets. Thanks for joining us. Betty White, our special guest on the way. 1-866-405-8405. Hi, who's this? This is Irma in Illinois. Irma in Illinois. Where in Illinois? Right on the Mississippi River, Fulton, Illinois. Oh, well, you must be listening on... What station are you listening on? Uh, KROS. KROS, from Cl- out of Clinton. Iowa. Yes. Oh, right. very good. Thank right you so much. across the river. Well, Irma, why are you calling today? Um, I was going to say that I had a cat that would take my dirty socks out of the laundry basket and put it in the wa- put them in the water bowl. Oh, oh, take the socks out of your laundry bag. Now, only your socks? Only my socks. Never once did she take anything else out of that laundry basket. She would just take the socks and she'd put them in the water bowl. Oh, you know, that leads me to think, Irma, maybe you had some smelly socks there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, I've been doing a little bit of reading yes. to find out why cats were doing that. Yes. And it turns out before they were domesticated, they used to hide their food. Oh, really? And now they think that the water bowl is a safe place to hide their treasures, the things that they don't want the other animals oh. to get. So your socks may smell, but they're they're also a treasure. To... <laughs> okay? What What's his name? I have two kittens. Okay, what are their names? And one is Keisha. 
she, the other one is Sissy. Maybe maybe you should name him Socks. <laughs> well, we're going to send Keisha and Sissy some toys, if that's okay. 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 Thank you very much. Hold Enjoy on. Enjoy your show. Well, thank you for listening, Irma. Irma from Illinois calling Animal Radio at one 405 Hi, who is this? My name is Suzanne Stewart. Suzanne, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Where are you calling from? I'm from Klamath Falls, Oregon. Ooh, very beautiful there. Yes, it, it is. is. Yeah, what can we do for you today? Well, I have a cat who we rescued from the Humane Society, and she is probably about a year and a half old. We're not really sure. Um, and brought her home, and she's just such a love bug, but she just loves to scratch on my leather furniture, and I have a scratching post for her that I put out by the furniture, and She'll scratch on it, but as soon as I move it away, she goes back to the leather. Do you ever pick her up when she goes over to the couch and take her back over to the new location of the cat tree? No, I haven't tried that. Go, go ahead, pick pick her up, take her over to the cat tree, hold her two paws up, scratch them on the tree so that she gets an idea that that's a new place to scratch. Okay. Why do you move the tree away from the couch? Well, I'm hoping that she'll... Well, first off, I don't want that thing sitting in my living room. That uh-huh. would be the first reason. But I would like, I keep thinking she'll follow it. I just, you know, I move it three or four feet away. And and she just, as soon as it's away from this one particular area, she'll just go back and scratch at it. Yeah, because they're they're leaving their scent there. That's their uh-huh. mar- They're marking their area, and you're moving her mark away. She obviously wants to mark around that area. Okay. Try putting some catnip on the cat tree. What what kind of a cat tree do you have? Is it a stable one, or is it something when she goes to scratch, will it tip over very easily? No, it doesn't tip over at all. It's got to be substantial, and people need to realize this, that cats do this. They need to do that. If they don't have a place in their house, in your house where they can do that, they're going to use the furniture. And okay. you, you, Judy, don't you, at, at your house, you let them use the furniture or you have concrete furniture? Yeah, I have concrete furniture. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good solution. <laughs> um, another thing you might try is placing the cat tree near where your cat sleeps. One thing when cats do when they first wake up, they like to stretch and they like to scratch. So if you place it where she sleeps, when she wakes up, she might do that and get it out of her system. And then meantime, for your couch, you can try, uh, there's sticky sheets, there's deterrents and stuff to keep her away from the couch and put catnip on the cat tree to entice her to that area. And put treats around it. Put treats around the base of it and stuff and make it a good thing. And and go ahead and hold her paws up and and make sure she knows that it's okay to do that. And of course, when she does it on the couch, gently discipline her not using her name. Don't use her name. And then when she goes over to the cat tree and she uses the cat tree, good girl, good girl. Let her know that's what you want her to do. Okay. Okay. All right. That sounds great. I'll give those things a try. I really appreciate your help. Yeah. Let us know how that works. Do we have some more of those? Can we send her a toy, a cat toy? Of course. That would be fantastic. Okay. Hold on one second. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Don't go anywhere. We need to get some information. Shall do. Thanks so much. Scratching can be a tough problem. Just remember... Declawing is never the solution. I believe in declawing. You believe in declawing? Don't declawing. Don't That's worse. Don't declawing. Because I believe in those claws. Yes. Because yes. it's na- nature way. You see, in Russia, the, yeah, cats go, uh, like travel around neighborhood, comes back, and, you know, if they, <laughs> they need to protect themselves. Yes, they do. And they need to, to be able to scratch, too. They yeah, even to, indoors, it's just a natural life exactly, that the cat is exactly. to stretch Otherwise, and scratch. it's made. I always support Mother Nature. Yes. My grandfather, former Soviet biologist, 
told me, never go against Mother Nature because you will always lose it. Yes. And that's what I'm so successful because I use those rules from the Mother Nature. You work with and Mother I Nature. Work with Mother Nature as the team. In my dog training, I deciphered the language of canine and I put it in the simple terms for humans to use. Don't mess with Mother Nature. Don't mess with Mother Nature. And we are messing all the time. Now, regarding spayed or neutered, this is different. This is different things. We have to support it because, you know, if you have a male dog, for instance, you know, um, a lot of males' owners always resist that idea. They say, well, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. But you know what? I tell them, if you would be the man, what would you think? If you would be the man and never experience sex, but just think from that perspective, how would, you know, how would you feel about this situation, you know, besides healthy issues and such and such? Just think about that. And every man says, okay, I guess you're, I guess you're right. <laughs> People are crazy. Dogs are okay. I sometimes believe, I believe in a lot of cases, this is the truth. But in the same time, you know, how many times we can hear, Oh, this is always bad owners. And it's, uh, you know, it's just, there is no bad dogs. This is just the bad owners. You know, it's not always true. <laughs> sometimes I saw, and I saw a lot, not sometimes, the great owners who just had the dogs with the big problems. And, but again, who created those problems in the first place? You know, meal breeding and, uh, you know, poor uh, breeding and uh, maybe mistreating and not so not socializing them in the first place. Vlade, isn't a spayed or neutered dog easier to train? It is. It is. And I think every pet owner should do that because, um, you know, if you neuter their, you know, male, you know, you momentarily taking care of testosterone. And if you don't neuter the male, you will have this testosterone syndrome and you know if you're a female you know what it is because you're dealing with your boyfriends with husbands you don't want to deal it with your dog too exactly i believe in that a lot because it's also prevent a lot of behavior problems like such as aggression like uh marking territory and such and such and also affect uh, healthy so if you're not uh, neutering the male dog you will have uh, some health problems like the male can have uh, prostitutes and even uh, cancers, testicle cancers, and so on. But of course, it's never buy. I can tell my clients about that. Some of them, they especially males, they never buy that. Well, you so, know what? We, we we get calls. We got a call last week from a male. He said he didn't want to neuter because he didn't want to remove the family jewels. Thought the dog would look weird or miss them. And I told him about nudicles. You've heard about nudicles, haven't you? They're like uh, implant testicles for dogs. Exactly. That's uh, ridiculous. But uh, you know what? You know we live in the country where we have a lot of plastic surgery where appearance is so important. You know, I can understand to some degree that. But you know what? A lot of men resist it because they think, not just appearance-wise, they think about performance-wise. <laughs> so their male <laughs> will... Uh, they sometimes probably put themselves in the situation of the dog and think, oh, I don't want to have this one done to me, so I'm not going to do my pet. So I look in their eyes and say, okay, that's enough. Listen, you know what? What would you think if you just compare this, uh, like, uh, if you compare your dog with you, what, how would you think if you would, okay, never have the sex and have opportunity to have a sex, uh, have ability, excuse me, have a sex and never had experience to do that? 
how would you think about that? It would have and kept me out of trouble. It would have exactly. Yes, they I would have said those for humans. Do they? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna get Dave neutered. Can we do that? Do you need, so you don't need it, uh, you know, Dave? It's my reaction. Why need implant dance? Well, the guys feel that it's gonna t their dog won't be manly anymore. It's gonna make a sissy out of their dog. But that's dog. silly. That's I just know. and they don't so, realize yeah. that the dog will stray less and won't run away Judy because it won't be in search of other dogs. Yeah, Judy. Sometimes in our life, we need to choose between bad and worse. Okay, yes. because you know, as far as males, I would no, I would was, I would not even think about that honestly. Regarding the females, there is a, some reporting about so early spring in the process could produce some uh, uh, urine incontinence as the dog age. There is some you know some concerns about that and such and such, which may be truth, but in reality, if you don't. First of all, you know, of course, uh, you don't want to deal with the uh, your female bring to you some puppies here, which you don't want to have it. Mm -hmm. And the second of all, you know, um, it also produce some behavior issues as well. If they, you have a dominant female, okay, and uh, by spaying her, you you can make it less female who will be a little bit less dominant mm -hmm. and. Uh, uh, there's some like um, marking territory and uh, peeing all over the backyard will be stopped as well. Yeah, and there was another case where a gentleman had a German Shepherd and felt that he shouldn't neuter him until he reached sexual maturity at about two to three age because he was afraid it might stunt his growth and his hormones and that he should no, no. reach that age I before. As a matter of fact, it would be even worse. Uh, you can ask every vet because they will tell you you have to do it before the dog even lifts the leg because once the testosterone gets into the body, I mean, after that, you will not see the big differences in behavior-wise because, you know, the dog is already has these things in his blood. And that happens so, young, doesn't it, at around six months of age? That's what I wanted to tell you. Yes, you, you should do it around this time to, to, to uh, neuter them, and you will be just better off. And, you know, especially Europeans, most of them kind of resist to that idea. But, um, you know, in Europe, it's a completely different situation than the United States. They, they, they live a little bit in a different environment, more confined environment. In America, when the dogs sometimes, you know, they're so more social, they play with each other as the pack and such and such. You don't want to deal with these things. Plus, if you have a female in your family, uh, can be wife, sister, daughter, you know, and females also go through different periods of their life. You don't want to have this problem with the male who is, uh, you know, always on the verge of uh, looking for some type of the entertainment, if we can call that entertainment, <laughs> interrupt with your family's activities. It's not nice. Leg entertainment. Yeah. Spay <laughs> or neuter. Always, Always adopt. adopt. And, and don't declose. Hey, this is Sean Hayes on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your pets. This is an Animal Radio News Update. Hi, I'm Kay Brown, reporting for Animal Radio. A stunt by an artist in Latin America to dramatize the fate of starving street dogs has been revealed as a hoax. A dog was videotaped in a Nicaraguan art gallery tied to the wall, supposedly dying from starvation. When the video was posted on YouTube, the artist, Guillermo Vargas, was inundated by death threats, and millions of dog lovers around the world signed a petition to stop a repeat of his so-called artistic exhibit. However, the Nicaraguan art 
Art Gallery director, Juanita Bermudez, said the dog was in fact extremely well treated and fed by Vargas and was left untied except for the three hours the exhibition lasted. Dog owners in Switzerland will have to pass a test to prove that they can control and care for their animal or risk losing it. Animal lovers will have to sit an examination and undergo a practical test under laws being introduced by the Swiss government in September this year. The revised welfare laws also require that guinea pigs and budgies be purchased in groups of two or more because they can't bear solitude. A cat in California is being blamed for a car accident which toppled a power pole and closed a street for over an hour. Modesto police say a woman was driving with a cat in her lap when it got a fright and scratched her and she drove into the pole. The woman and the cat both suffered minor injuries and the driver could face charges. Meantime, lawmakers are drafting a bill making it illegal to drive with a pet in your arms or on your lap. Wildlife documentary makers do it tough. They often have to wait hours in cramped conditions in all weathers to catch the best video. Not the BBC. TV makers from Bristol in the UK thought they'd use technology to make their lives easier and set up a webcam to capture the imminent birth of a baby zebra. They didn't take into account that the zebra's neighbour happens to have a foot-long tongue and he licked the camera to pieces. Apparently, giraffes are notorious lickers and Gerald the giraffe must have thought the webcam was a piece of fruit, albeit not a particularly tasty one. The replacement webcam is six foot higher than the last one. And lastly, from our unbelievable but true files, it seems that in Florida, lawmakers are less concerned with the issues making headlines and more interested in clamping down on what's been called offensive car accessories. What are they talking about? Fake bull testicles. Apparently, the novelty items, better known by brand names like truck nuts, are a big hit with many Florida motorists and truck drivers. They hang them from the vehicle's tow bar. The man behind the proposed law is gun shop owner Senator Carrie Baker. He's admitted he'd like to see a fine imposed on testicle danglers, but even he admits he's got little chance of forcing Florida's finest to neuter their trucks. That's our Pet News Wrap-Up for this week for Animal Radio. I'm Kay Brown. For more information, go to pettalkradio.com.au. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at animalradio.com. We all know dogs love to go for car rides. Giving water to your dog while you drive, however, can be a problem. The to-go bowl by Furry Travelers is the first and only travel water bowl to fit into a car's cup holder. Complete with splash guard and lid, the to-go bowl allows your pet to drink whenever he wants. You can find the to-go bowl at many local pet stores, websites, and at www.furrytravelers.com. Don't leave home without your to-go bowl. Your furry traveler will love Love you for it. Flavocin keeps cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible. Hear what people are saying about Flavocin. Concerning my dog Zodiac, I started her on the Flavocin um, probably about a month and a half ago. I have to tell you, for a 13-year-old German Rottweiler um, with spinal arthritis, she made a turnaround in less than seven days. We had thought that we might be losing her this year and have to put her down, but she seems to be really reacting to it very well. To find out more, visit www.yourolderdog.com. That's yourolderdog.com. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! 
For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Genoflora for pets. A safe and effective probiotic formula for your furry four-legged family member. Genoflora for pets. Helps control yeast and candida, strengthen the immune system, improve digestion, regulate bowel movements, give your pet the gift of good health. Genoflora for pets. For more information, call toll-free 1-800-498-6640. That's 1-800-498-6640 for Genoflora. Hello, this is Don DeLuise, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Love your pets, they'll always love you back. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Coming up in just a few minutes, as we continue our Golden Girls Weekend, Betty White is joining us. She has a brand new book out, or it's coming out. Yes, it'll be coming out in June, I believe. June. Uh, Vlade, do you know who Betty White is? Do you know the Golden Girls? No, no, I don't. I don't. You have to Americanize me. She's on TV all the time. She's on Boston Legal now. Listen, I'm working with the dogs 24-7. You know how many crazy dogs around? Well, I believe people are crazy dogs are okay, but, you know. You mean there's so, many, there's so many crazy dogs that you don't have enough time to watch TV is what you're saying. Exactly, exactly. I'm living my van with my couple of my German Shepherd and now a little Maltese, which I adopted. You know, so we just basically traveling from one bad dog to another and uh, kick their butts, and uh, that's what all my life is about right now. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. We're going to go to the phone so uh, we can cure your dog behavioral problems with the world famous Russian dog wizard. I want to let everyone know that they call in today and they call in uh, whether it's a question for Doctor Debbie White or if it's for Vlade, they will get a box of milk bones. They turned a hundred milk bones. Yeah, they've been around a wow. hundred, and they're looking for pictures of your dog because they need a brand new company spokes dog. They need. They, they want to put it. They want to put your dog's dog picture on the, box. on the box of milk bone. Cool. Visit their website at milkbone.com. That's actually milk-bone.com for more information on the contest. So everyone that calls in today, a box of milk bones. We have sixty cases to unload. <laughs> uh, let's go to the phone. You can add my picture too as the as the bonus. <laughs> we can put your picture on the side alongside the dog on the milk bone box. What do you think, Vlade? I think it's a great idea. You also need to add my favorite phrase: If you treat your dog people as the human, that dog you. Your dog will treat you as the dog. Hi, who's this? Good morning. This is Steve. I'm from Knoxville, Tennessee. Hi, Steve. How are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you all doing today? Awesome. Couldn't be better. That is great. I'm here to talk to Mr. Wizard. (laughs) Okay, Steve. I'm going to pick up that, uh, take a charge. Okay, go ahead, Steve. All righty. We have almost a four-month-old Boston Terrier female. Okay, great. Great breed. Great breed. I love it. Going to tell you Boston Terrier, one of my favorites. Go ahead. Um, well, she has got this habit where she will jump up and nip at your face. So your question is how stop her from jumping and kissing the faces? Well, well, no, she's not kissing. She'll, you'll be laying there and she'll just all of a sudden lunge at your face and nip. Okay, uh, why you were supposed to be on the floor with the dog? Well, well no, this is on. We'll be sitting on the couch. You'll be sitting there and she'll be in your lap. Then all of a sudden she'll just look up and lunge up and kind of nip at you. Okay, okay. You know, the dog is not supposed to be on the couch in the first place, at least if you did not invite it, uh, your pet. Are you inviting her on the couch, or she just jumps we, on her own? We, in, we invite her to be with us whenever we can, because that's what we want to do. We want her to be a very well-social, very loving pet. 
I know. I would like you. I would love to our pets be, be very social and very loving as well. Uh, but you know, we always think this way. When the pets, you know, some pets needs to be treated as the humans. But you know, before you treat them as the humans, you need to treat them as the dog. So if your pet is not behaving well, you need to treat him back as the dog, which is, you know, he's not supposed to jump on the furniture. But anyway, let me uh, momentarily give you two two things. Number one, I would like to address the cause of this problem, and number two, I would like to give you aspirin for your headache, which is jumping and biting or licking or harassing you and touching the face, whatever it could be cause of this behavior problem uh, first of all she wants to get your attention this is the way how she is demanding for your attention there is the big difference Steve, between stealing something and deserving she basically tell you give me your attention i want to lick you i want to bite you i want to do whatever it is not really bite bite like play that bite but you know give me what i want i want to get your attention and the deserving attention when you give it on your terms so what i would do if i were you i would first show her i'm the boss and if I am boss, you cannot do anything on your terms. Listen, Steve, if I was working for you, could I just open the door in your office, knock at, knock at the door and just come in and just say, hey, like, smack you on the back. How, how, how are you doing? What's up? What, what you, I mean, you would take it. Yeah, well, you would probably kick me out of office. So if, if I cannot do it to you, why the pet can do without your permission? So what I would do, put, put the collar on leash, and I would uh, ask your wife or you, while one of you sitting on the couch, another one will be working with the pet on let's go, sit, stay, come down. And I would really be pay attention on the control exercise, which is sit, stay, up to one minute. And uh, once she, once you have this type of the control, now you basically in the position to, uh, when you say something to your pet, your words will have meaning. So from that time, if she jumps at you and try to harass you, of course, when you invite it, get to the bicycle store and get, please, uh, compressed air CO2 bicycle tire inflator. Very humane. When she jumps on your face, just push the button. Very harmless spray of uh, air comes out. And as you say her magic word, she push the button, move forward, and she's going to fly out from the couch with the speed of Russian satellite guided missile. Steve, I want to hear you do at. You have to say word T at, uh, uh, like a letter T at the end, because when you say at, you kind of clasp your teeth. This is important. Ah, uh, okay. At? Yes. And move, and, and as you do it, move forward. Moving forward is important as you pronounce this word, because moving forward means invasion the personal space. Bro, okay, I got it. Now, yeah, okay. Tell me, okay, uh, okay, if anything else, can you tell me, Vladi, you, whatever you say to me has no meaning for me, or you telling me, you, I can't have the pets on the couch, I don't like you. Just tell me, just bite me. I'm hearing these questions all the time, I will tell you why. Listen, every raising raising body in the vertical direction is a raising in the social status. You are telling your pet you are equal to us by allowing him um, the same privileges. I always tell my clients, hey, if I share the same sofa with you and sleep with you in your bed, I would not listen to you either. i got to tell you, one of these air compressors, Judy uses it whenever I talk too much. She always goes... Yeah, because Judy is acting a typical American girl. Don't touch, don't harass. 
That's it. <laughs> Vlade, Judy wants to tell you this joke she's been working on over the week. Oh, boy. Go ahead. How do you find out who's your best friend, your dog or your spouse? How do you find out who's your best friend, your dog or your spouse? I think I need to ask both of them, bring me a shot of the vodka, and I will figure out who is the better friend for me, my spouse or my dog. What is your... What, what's your uh, technique, ver- Judy? <laughs> my answer is to lock both of them in the trunk of your car for 30 minutes. And when you let them out, see who's happy to see you. Now we're not advocating. We're not advocating uh, locking my dog wife in is not, My wife is not going to pass that test. I'm going to tell you just like that. <laughs> More with Vlade, the world famous Russian dog wizard. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hold on, Steve. We got milk bones for you. Well, thank you, Steve. It works. Trust me. Just do it. I greatly appreciate you, Vlade. You all have. Thank a you great so much. Day, thank you so much. I love your program. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more about today's guest at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Hello, this is Loretta Swift, and I'm on Animal Radio. And please don't forget to stay and neuter. Hello. Hello. You want it? You want your mama? <laughs> Yes, they run around. I love you. 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 Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. These animals are clearly trying to communicate with us. One that says, I love you. And I swear to God, that dog (laughs) says, I love you. But I don't know. Is it something that they've been trained? Is it something that they're trying to reach out to us for that? We reach out to Pet Counselor and no stranger to Animal Radio, Kay Cox. Hi, Kay. How are you doing? Fine. How are you doing, Hal? Very well. Okay. A dog that says, I love you. What is happening here? Okay. In the first place. Animals would like for us to be a little bit more intelligent and intuitive so that, (laughs) you know, so that they didn't have to learn our very difficult language for them. But when we absolutely don't seem to be able to understand them in their language, they really do try to speak in ours. And I've heard so many dogs make these words that are actual words, and they understand what they mean. They know when to use them. They do it because they're going, man, humans are so dumb. They're, they're, they cannot possibly understand we've done everything we know how. Do you think this dog in particular knows what he is saying? Absolutely. How? There's two things happening. First of all, he's saying, I do love you, but hey, stupid. <laughs> Look, I'm speaking your language. Can you at least listen to mine? They're not just mimicking us. Once they've learned the words and they see that they get a reward that you actually understand them in those words, they use them at really appropriate times. Like when you've got a cold and you're not feeling good and you're clumped down, and they'll come up and go, I love you. And there's no cookie involved. There's, <laughs> there's no television in front of There's no camera. But they say it because they know what that means. 
But they also would really like it if we would understand their language a little bit. Well, you see, to me, it's just rough, rough, rough. Sometimes it sounds like rough. Sometimes it sounds like rough. But I really have a hard time understanding. How can I open up, Kay, to understanding my dog? What you really have to do, Hal, is just sort of open up to what is your dog feeling? And let me tell you a story about that. I had Adobe that uh, I walked home. I, I, I didn't walk home. I got out of my car, and I walked to the front door, and I started to go in, and all of a sudden, my Adobe was at the front door pushing me away, and I said, what's the matter? And, I mean, everything in her body language was, do not go in that door. Uh-huh. And so what did I do? I backed up. I went to the neighbors with her uh-huh. and um, got the neighbor to come over. I said, you might bring a gun. And he said, why? What's going on? I said, I don't know, but my dog says there's somebody in the house. Mm -hmm. Wow. And when we opened the front door, the back door flew open, and my Dobie went right out after him and brought me back his Levi's. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't hard to find for the police officer. Had I not paid attention to the language, and it was body language, it was emotional you know, I could feel the emotion of, no, danger, danger, don't go in there. Kay at thepetcounselor.com, of course, will have links to that. And everything you've heard on today's show at animalradio.com. Kay, thank you so much for joining us. Well, I love being on, and just let me know when you need me. Hi, this is Nancy Cartwright, the voice of Mark Simpson, and you're listening to Animal Radio. Don't have a cow, man. Animal Radio is brought to you by Flavison. Flavison improves joint function in dogs, keeping cartilage, tendons, and ligaments healthy and joints flexible in the body of aging animals. To find out more about this breakthrough formula, visit www.yourolderdog.com. Every year, there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home. I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message. If you're thinking of getting a pet, please adopt. To easily locate your closest place to adopt, call Pets 911 toll-free at 1-888-PETS-911. It's easy, it's free, and it gives a pet a second chance at life. Together, we can ensure a better future for our pets. For adoptable pet listings in your community, go to Pets911.com. Pets 911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog... At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido-friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Celebrating our connection with our pets. From all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. You know, there are so many great actors and actresses that are involved with the animals. One who's been involved for years and years and years and is no stranger to Animal Radio. That, of course, is Betty White. And she joins us again. Hi, Betty. How you doing? I'm doing fine, Hal. How are you? Very well. God, I, I understand you're staying so busy. <laughs> Well, it just kind of goes with the territory, which at my age is ridiculous, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> I just, uh, I'm just home for two days. I've been in Boston for four weeks, and I'm going back for another three. I'm doing the new Sandra Bullock movie. Oh, wow. Oh. And everybody, I mean everybody on the set 
has brought their dog. Really? Yes. <laughs> and do they not all, me. Not do, me. My my pony stayed home. Pontiac stays at home. Yeah. Now, what about do the dogs get along over there on the set? Oh well, yes, because everybody. If you, you, they're good dog people, and they mind their P's and Q's. They're very professional, and they don't let the dogs get into, you know, slowing up production or anything. But in the makeup room, we, we have reunions. Oh. <laughs> reunions. That must be great. If you can't bring your dog, you can play with the other dogs on the set. I get my dog fixed. <laughs> <laughs> Are you still working on Boston Legal? I haven't been on there for about a season. And don't you know, David E. Kelly called with a another thing for... Catherine Piper, and it was while I'm in Boston, I can't get off. Oh, so no. you can't do. Now, what do they do that? Because they've already established your character as Catherine Piper. Do they have to rewrite the script? Or? No, they'll probably just write her out and write her in another time. Mm. You, know. you have Pontiac at home. How is Pontiac? Well, he was four years old yesterday, I'll have really? you know. Wow. And mother came home last night sort of as a birthday present. Ah. Uh, he's fine. He's right here on the couch with me, of course. Very good. That's the way we answer the phone. Pontiac is sort of an only child, isn't he? Uh, he is at this point because I lost all three of my babies, as I think I told you. My little 16-year-old Shih Tzu and my 11-year-old Himalayan Kitty and my 10-year-old Golden. So uh, my Kita, my Golden, was a career change guide dog. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And when they heard up at San Rafael at Guide Oaks for the Blind that I'd lost him, they called me and said they had another golden career change. He had a knee problem, but he couldn't go into his regular training, but they knew he would get, you know, follow-up care if he needed it. Uh-huh. Now, when you say career change, that means that they were therapy dogs, but something went along, something well, went something, wrong. His, his was a knee problem. Somebody else may have bad reaction to loud noises, something, and... Uh, his his problem was a bum knee, so one morning I flew up to San Rafael to meet him and then flew home that afternoon to think it over. Well, of course, you meet a golden retriever and you're going to come home and think it over. <laughs> Is that the most ridiculous thing you ever heard in your life? Yeah, well, why waste the trip? Go ahead, take him home with you right now, is what you said, right? Um, Morris Animal Foundation, doing good? I assume you're still involved with the Morris Animal Foundation? Oh, I have... It's it's the other half of my life. Yes, <laughs> where uh, I've been with them now for thirty nine, almost forty. It'll be forty years, wow. I think, this June. And we are really thrilled. We have made so many good breakthroughs, and we have a big cancer co- consortium that uh, we're gonna we're gonna wipe out this 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 dog cancer terrible toll that it takes. Everyone working in unison to find to find the the, the road to take. Yes, absolutely. Cure for cancer, which not only will be good for the dogs, but good for humans, too, and everybody else that suffers from cancer. That's right, and it's such a complex thing. Cancer is about umpteen different different diseases, mm. but uh, we'll get there, I promise. Okay, so that's I'm, a there with problem. You. I'm there with we you. We believe you. <laughs> Betty White is with us. In My Hot Little Hands is her latest literary accomplishment with Tom Sullivan. And I just realized this, you know, I, I saw it was Tom Sullivan and Betty White uh-huh. doing this new book called Together, a novel of shared vision. Tom Sullivan, you might remember, the blind gentleman. He's actually done several appearances on TV. Is that right? Uh, Many. 
and, and he was a musical yes. star, recording star, and they did a, a a film on his life. If you could see what I hear, yes, yes, yes. And, do you uh, that? Yes, I do. Tom and I did one book together a while back. Uh, it was his idea. It's a novel this time. Uh huh. It was his idea, and it's a it's a great story. But all I did was I just wrote a couple of chap, couple three chapters, but. Uh, I did some of the the dog visual stuff, you know, that that Tom can't see, mm-hmm. just the, the reactions, uh, visual reactions that the dog has to to his master. So you work together to pen this, yes, very closely, yes, and it comes out in June, June, early June. Yes, and I'm dying to get that hard book hardcover in my hot little hand. There's nothing nothing more thrilling than that because you've dealt with paper for so long and all of a sudden here you've got a real book. <laughs> yes. Well, it's, it looks like a great book. I'm just going to dive into it in just a few minutes here. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will because it's kind of it's uh, it's an interesting thing, and I think you'll like the characters. Okay, it's called Together. It comes out June 3rd, and now this Sandra Bullock thing the next year, maybe? Uh, yes, you know, with a, with a a feature film, they have a lot of editing to yeah. do, but we've got five more weeks of shooting, Yes, and uh, I'm having a wonderful time. And I'm glad you're working so hard, because that'll keep you out of trouble. It keeps me off the street. Yes, it does. <laughs> Betty White, ladies and gentlemen, joining us on Animal Radio, thank you so much. Give Pontiac a big old hug from all of us. I don't have to go far. I certainly <laughs> will. And thank you so much, Judy and Hal, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Very good. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And remember to spay and neuter, always adopt, and never declaw. This is Animal Radio Network. Network.